It's Robin Marshall, America's number one sugar mom. Thank you for subscribing. It's so much easier when you do because every week when I record something new, it lands right there in your inbox. You don't have to look for it. I don't have to I don't have to look for you. It's just a piece of cake that way. So thank you. Also, any comments that you have to make, you can put them right there on iTunes. If you'd like to come on the show and talk with me, I'd love that just so much. It's always good to have great conversation about hot topics. (laughs) I wanted to tell you a funny story, and I'm praying to God that this man does not listen to this podcast because I'm hoping that he has the same sense of humor that I do about this subject. So I met this guy on a site. Very nice guy. He did something so special. I mean, I've never met a man that did this before. He took that sparkly confetti stuff and he drizzled it across the table at the restaurant. So it was like glittery. And I said to him when I sat down, I didn't know they did this here. And he looked at me and he said, they don't. And that's when I looked up at him and I thought, how special was that? You know, he went the extra yard or mile. I don't know. I always get that confused. But anyway, it was a very nice conversation, although there were times where I felt confused. And I felt this way even when we had emailed or texted ahead of time through the site. He would say one thing. I would say another. There was a total lack of communication in certain subjects. But I still chose to pursue it because I thought maybe it was just the nature of the beast with texting. You know how things get all crazed and out of context. But each time I would see him, he would talk to me about his car. And I kept thinking to myself, what's he telling me about this car? He kept saying, my car's in the shop. I just don't believe my car's still in the shop. I said to him, well, how'd you get here? He says, well, I have another car. And it was almost like he was a little obsessed about this car. And me, I could give a damn about somebody's car. Like it's four wheels, put it in drive and let me go. That's all I know. So the meal goes on and we're talking about other things. And all of a sudden he bounces back to his car. I know that he's really upset. And I finally said to him, what is the deal with the car? Why can't you get your car? They've had my car for 11 weeks. I can't get it back. They keep putting me off. And now I'm starting to really worry. Maybe I've made the wrong choice. This guy might be obsessive compulsive. He doesn't know how to let go of something, right? You know how we look for little signs of things. The next time he calls, and he's not the type that will call ahead and say, let's make plans for Friday on a Tuesday. He'll call me that day and say, what are you doing? Don't get me wrong. I love spontaneity. But when you're this early on in the dating stage, it might be a good idea to see if I'm available. You know, just play the game a little better. Anyway, I'd still say to him, I'm free. (laughs) Let's go. And what would we talk about? His car. I just didn't get it. What could have somebody so obsessed about a car? You know, maybe it's because I don't really know cars that well, or I never have had to leave my car in a shop without taking a rental car. I just couldn't put my finger on it. He was still upset. We had a great time, though. We went to the mall. He was trying to find a jacket with polka dots. Polka dots. In my mind, I'm picturing 
polka dots, <laughs> you know, like the ones that I love that are all over my bedroom, like on a Dalmatian, that kind of polka dots. And I'm thinking, why would he want to wear a jacket that had polka dots on it? And so I politely went with him to Nordstrom's thinking that we were going to find a coat with polka dots on it. And I saw him looking at the very fine dotted jackets. And now, you know, it's like I understood and I felt like a little bit of an imbecile. But I said to him at one point, you know, I really was trying to picture you wear a Dalmatian jacket. (laughs) This was his turn to look at me like I was nuts. The next day, I get a call from him. I got my car. My car's ready. Picture me rolling my eyes. Okay, the man is finally going to be happy. So if he's no longer obsessed with this car, what's the next obsession going to be? That's what I want to know. Is he ADD? Does he have OCD? What the hell does he have? Or what's the next topic of interest that he will obsess over? Well, he says to me, I'm going to pick you up and then we're going to go have lunch or we're going to drive around a little bit. I said, okay, little did I know. He calls me and he says, I'm here. And again, I'm like, so ring the bell. He says, come on outside. I went outside. And when I saw his car, I almost had a heart attack. This is a woman that does not know cars, but I'm a woman who does know what a masterpiece is. This car, I believe, was a 2015 cherry red convertible. But it was a California Ferrari. When I tell you it was stunning, I finally understood his obsession with this car. Oh, my God. And what do you think the first thing I said to him was? Now, come on. If you know me, you have to know what I said. (laughs) Of course, I asked him if I could drive it. This is the man that waited 12 weeks for them to fix this car. And I asked him if I could drive the damn car. He says to me, no. (laughs) Do you blame him? He says, I've waited all this time. I'm not letting you take a chance on ruining this perfection of my baby, my car. And I had the gall to argue with him. But I've driven Porsche Carreras, even sticks. What makes you think I'm going to do something to this car? I just wouldn't let it go. You know, there's something wrong with me too. But we got in that car. Oh, it was like a mini heaven. I never wanted to get out. People that drove by us were throwing their hands up in the air and waving and cheering him on and yelling out the window saying, you go guy. And I mean, it was better than a guy having a puppy. No kidding. He says to me, you want to know how fast it goes? I said, sure. We got on the tollway and I watched the little second hand and I could see how fast we were going. We went from zero to 60 in three seconds. And I didn't even use my imaginary brake. I was so thrilled. He said to me, you want to go faster? I said, yes. (laughs) It's like, putting me in a candy store. He hit the accelerator in another three seconds. We were at a hundred. In six seconds, we reached a hundred miles an hour and it was still clear open road. 
He hit it again, and we were up to at least 150 within 10 seconds. I have never felt a rush like that before, aside from sex, in my life. Just incredible. And I finally understood why he was so perturbed over the fact that they were holding onto his car. The nerve of those people to deprive this poor soul of this gorgeous, I don't even know what to call it, a dreamboat. Then we drove to the mall. And as we went and parked the car in an open parking lot, I said to him, I'd be a nervous wreck parking my car here like this. He says to me, come here, let me show you something. I learned a little trick. You see a very fine line going across the hood of that car. And what it's sort of like is a plastic coating. So you could bang that car and nothing would happen to the paint because it's covered in this type of, I don't know, polyurethane or plastic. Next time I see him, I have to ask him what it's called. But wow, I mean, he can feel secure in taking that car anywhere and not having anything happen to it. The next day I was driving my car, which is a ruby red Mustang convertible, and somebody drove past me and yelled out, nice car. And I thought to myself, oh, he should only know. It's like I thought my car was a nice car until I got into his car. Maybe if I'm good and I really behave, and after he's had that car for, let's say, a month, he will let me drive it. You know I'm going to be persistent. It's just my nature. I'll let you know. In the meantime, here's what I wanted to say to you. I wish you the happiest Thanksgiving ever. I want you to be with your friends and family. And if you don't have any friends or family, You need to go find somebody to be with because this is not a holiday to be on your own. Even if you turn to your right and hold out your hand and shake a stranger's hand, ask them what they're doing for the holiday. You'd be surprised how many people are on their own. If you are with your friends and your family, please send my love. Make sure you kiss the baby from me. Don't worry about calories. Look at all the beautiful colors on the table. Inhale. Smell those sweet potatoes. Lick those marshmallows off the top, no matter who sees you. Go for the dark meat. Scoop up those green beans with the onions on top. Enjoy yourself. And the best part of all, this is a tradition that my family has always done. And mind you, I'm going back to be with my kids and my ex-husband and a couple of their boyfriends, and my ex-dogs, which are still my dogs, and, like an idiot, I'm taking my two dogs, which is going to be a scene I can only imagine at security at the airport, because one of my dogs, you know, is a lunatic. And I don't know how to walk through with both of them at the same time, so I'll probably have to sedate them and have them hanging off of me as I walk through. But back to what I was saying, the tradition is, We go around the table and we each individually talk about what we are the most grateful for that particular year. And there is never a dry eye in the house. It's just wonderful. And if you've never done it, you might want to try it. My ex and I get along fantastically. We are very good friends. Sometimes my kids don't get it. Most often they love it. 
it makes sense if you can to hold on to each other. I mean, you meant something to each other at one point in your lives. Why should you stop meaning something now? Especially when you share children and on a holiday like this. So with that, I wish you the most joyous Thanksgiving ever, ever. And if you go to sugarmom.net, I have a six-hour Christmas show, a Sugar Mom Christmas show that is filled with great Christmas music. And you can play one hour at a time and then just keep it rolling. Six hours of funny material, things that just come to mind that roll off my tongue in between this fantastic array of Christmas music. So make sure you look, sugarmom.net, go to podcast and click on Christmas because it's right there. Why shouldn't you listen to Christmas music while you're at Thanksgiving? What else are you going to listen to? Football? Which is always a lot of fun too. But you do have a say in the matter, and there are such things as earbuds while you're cleaning up the kitchen. (laughs) So enjoy yourself. Much love to you. Travel safely. You know how dangerous this holiday can be. Be safe. I'll talk to you next week. It's Robin. Robin Marshall. America's number one sugar mom. A Westwood One podcast production.